Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Light in the Morning podcast. I'm excited to welcome program Margo Lenmark. Margo, what's going on? How are you? I'm fine, Neil. How are you doing? Doing well, and we covered the entire book. So people that are going through the podcast, we went through the entire book. We first, before that, kind of delve into more things about, you know, loved ones who pass away, loved ones, how they live on, ways to remember how to to, to remember that loved one. But one of the big themes in your book, Margo, is really the ability to communicate with the dead in a way. I think that that's something that is the most surprising of your, of your book, especially because people don't still believe it. They don't believe it can be done. Right. Absolutely can. And it's something you said from your, your passed away dog, how you're able to do it to certain other people or how they people talk to you before they moved on. That's what this book is all about. It really goes into specifically enough how a person's spirit never leaves. Exactly. You know, it's funny that you say that because yesterday I got a call from somebody who had interviewed me on the radio. And we did a half hour interview and it was really a good interview. And he called me and he said, Margo, I want to interview you again. I went, great. He said, I just read your book. He said, this story of you finding your brother after he died. He said, I was, I was moved. I was so moved when I read that. He said, that's really incredible. I said, it really is. And he said, I'm just kind of blown away by that. And I want to talk about that more. And I said, well, thank you for reading the book. He said, it made such a difference. He said, because you really found your brother. And I said, yes, I did. He said, I could feel it in your words. And I felt so emotional. It was incredible. And so, you know, people don't believe it until they read it. I think when they read my book, they finally believe it because they can tell how I've written it. It's my experience. And when you have that experience, there's there, there's no doubt about it, you know. And so I think people really believe it when they read the book. And that's why so many people have contacted me after reading it. They've called me to say, oh, my God, now I know my mother is still alive. I know it. I can feel it from your book because of this and because of that. And so and, and that's, that's the other thing, Neil, is the last sentence of my book is, I quoted my brother, I didn't die. That's exactly what he said to me. And I, that's the last words of my book. Because you realize when you have these experiences, you can only have it because they're still alive. It's still them completely. They're just not in the physical body, but it's exactly like being with them. So it's it's pretty incredible. You're a believer after you have the experience or after you've read my book. <laughs> you know, that people so, don't die. So so that's the point. Why are there so many naysayers about this? Well, I think because you know, life can get pretty black and white and you're either in the body or you're not. And some people have never looked farther than that. I think some people are afraid to look farther than that. And maybe some people just haven't thought about it. Or they haven't had, they certainly haven't had the experience themselves. Because if they did have the experience themselves, they would be a believer. Because it's your own experience, you know. If you you communicate, or your brother, or your mother, or your sister, or someone communicates with you from the other side, 
you have no doubt about it. You have no doubt it's them. And then you know for sure that they are still alive somewhere out there. Some On some plane, they are still here because they just communicated with you. So I think the naysayers just are people that just haven't had the experience. They haven't been exposed to it. I think that's all. How can they get exposed to it so that they can, like, as we talked about certain people I've interviewed that heard that same story, they didn't believe it, and then they finally experienced it. How can we get other people to experience this? What is your recommendation? Well, I think one thing is to read my book. Seriously, I mean that because um, my book or something like it, because in reading them, I, I know that people are experiencing the the authenticity of my experience when they read the book because they've called me to tell me that but they might find another book that would do it for them where where they just read a little bit about it and i i think if they can just familiarize themselves with the fact that that there's more to life than what we see you know if you talk to a physicist they'll I, i'm sitting on a bench right now this bench isn't solid if you talk to a physicist but to me it's solid <laughs> So you have to just kind of look deeper into the reality to realize I'm 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 sitting on a non-solid bench, if you know what I mean. It's all molecules that are moving around. So it's just your perspective, and I I think people can get introduced to it if they want to. You know, some people just don't want to. They just want to believe what they believe, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, but they will find that if somebody does come to them, their loved one. Then they'll start to open their eyes. They'll start to wonder more about it because they won't they won't disbelieve their experience. That's what I know for sure. Once you have that experience, you know it's true. You know. And I think also in your book. So I think it's right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, no, go ahead. No, No, you go. (laughs) I was going to say. I think what we've learned about from this book is not just the stories of memories, but also how you learn more about that person before they die. That. You might have thought that you might have fixed a certain problem that you had or were able to make amends or really began to understand them more when they're dying. And that is that another right that you wanted from the book? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. When they're dying. But but remember, a lot of people, you don't know that they're dying. You don't know that they're going to die because they just left your house and they got in a car accident and they died. So you didn't know that. So also what happens, Neil, is when somebody dies, and I'm sure you can relate to this. I'm sure anyone can do what I'm going to say. They're, since they're not in the body anymore, the body kind of masks or cloaks different crevices of the person. You can't see the whole person because you just see what they present to you in your life and, and your relationship with that person. But when, they're, when they've literally crossed over and they're not in the body anymore, you can see the whole being. You can feel their whole essence. And so you really get to know more of them after they die also. There's not anything cloaking them anymore. They don't have that body anymore. And I really think that's one of the reasons for having funerals, you know, for having um, uh, memorial services. Because have you ever noticed that when you're in, you know, you're, you're at a memorial service, you're at a funeral, and you see people literally kind of um, staring off, you know, they're just staring off. 
And when you stare off like that, you're really um, remembering something about them. But you're remembering it in a different way because you're kind of with them on some level without their body. And so you have more essence of them and you're staring off to a memory. And so it's really filling in all everything you knew about that person and things that you didn't even know. So it's it's quite a process, and that, that's the process of grieving also. You know, when you do that, you're literally incorporating, incorporating that person into your heart and, um, you know, situating them differently in your life. But there's, they're right there, just as alive and well as ever. So true. Alive and well. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Uh... Mm-hmm. To, it's to know that people live on forever. And if you were going to write a second book to this book, what would you write? write well, second. that's a really good question. There, I've got two part angles. Two. Yeah, go ahead. What, no, no, what were you saying? What were you? Uh, part two. The second. Yeah, part two. Mm-hmm. There's kind of two part twos already started. One is I've, my dog has been communicating with me. And so that will probably be my next book because I think that's part of what she's communicating. I think it's another whole book. Um, but here's another book I started. I've just been too busy to to write it. Remember, it took me 12 years to write the first book because I'm actually a realtor and I'm really busy. But um, the second book, um, and, and this this would be really fun things to talk about, you know, in future um, future podcasts. There's some things in the book that have been, um, I don't know how to say it, replicated, like other people have had the same experience. Um, Like my brother came to me in a dream once and he told me something. And many years later, somebody said to me, look at this dream that I had last night. And she texted me this dream. I went, oh my God, look at page such and such in my book. It's the same dream it's the same dream you, you know he doesn't know he's dead you, you know things like that I've, I've had so many um, experiences that are in my book come up through other people other people have had it and I've been able to talk to them about it because I've had the experience and I know what it means and so I can help them with it and so I've had quite a few parallels like that since I wrote the book I've seen lots of little things and so I, that would be a, a great um, kind of an appendix to this book you know it's not just me experiencing this it's other people also yeah there's so a, i think be, those are two angles yeah you have to start to start writing both of them at the same time put it into a plan <laughs> set up only a certain amount of time each week to write them and write them so i'm looking forward to reading the entire book so we can delve into each chapter a little bit more further especially things that really touch upon things as we go back through the light in the morning book and the best place is to go to where marga amazon amazon.com and you can get light in the morning m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g memoirs of an undertaker's daughter and go to lightandmorning.com as well that's another great place margo to go as well because that's where you're going to be able to check out different information the podcast is available there and also available all over uh different places itunes and also on my nationally syndicated radio show so we appreciate you coming by again and i guess it's time to, to tackle chapter one again but i'm again i'm waiting to read the book and i'll start reading it very quickly but i'm looking forward to it because it really gives you hope 
especially when you lose a loved one, that they live on forever. So I appreciate you coming by, Marga. Thank you for having me, Neil. You're welcome. All right. That was the Light and Morning Podcast, guys. Take care.